Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I'm really pleased to be joined today uh, by my very good friend, Dominic Wallington, who is the head of European Equities with RBC Global Asset Management, uh, coming to us from, uh, from London today. Dominic, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Dave. Nice to speak to you. So, so Dominic, uh, a, a lot in the news uh, here in Canada about the resurgence of COVID-19 across Europe. And uh, I thought I'd check in with you and, and see from, uh, from an investment perspective uh, how you see the, uh, the, the ongoing, or perhaps the second wave of the pandemic in Europe uh, impacting the European economy and, and thus uh, in investments in, in Europe from your perspective. Yes, so we, we've never suggested that we could predict what was going to happen, but I remember uh, speaking earlier in the year and, and hoping that the first wave was well controlled. And obviously, looking at other pandemics, um, you often get more than one wave, so there was always the risk. But at the time, I remember suggesting that, in fact, uh, if the if this initial wave was controlled, maybe we'd be okay and there wouldn't be too many cultural implications. Uh, but, but obviously there is uh, growing unease in Europe. Uh, um, France has more or less entered a, a second lockdown. Germany is, is close to that. And there's areas of the UK where a very similar sort of thing is happening, mostly in the, the north of the country. Um, and uh, it looks like within the UK, it, it could become, it could develop into a national uh, lockdown. So this is not good for the broader economy. It's obviously very negative, especially for those industries where uh, um, entertainment, where there's lots of intermingling, uh, whether that be bars and restaurants or music venues, those sorts of things are going to really suffer. And what I can say is that um, obviously the technology that we have that's available now uh, is is remarkable in terms of allowing us to work from home. This wouldn't have been possible 10 years ago. Uh, so uh, the technology is helping us and the technology is helping us from a, a medical perspective. But there is a, a degree of concern, I have to admit, Dave, in terms of what's happening, especially given that we're coming up to winter and the implications for broader economies. Now, now your, your, your approach to investing, uh, if, if I could summarize it, and, and, and please correct me after, after I've done my best effort to summarize it, uh, re- relies a lot on, on looking at, um, at, at, at interesting trends and themes uh, and focusing in on, on established brands, high-quality companies that have proven over decades, if not centuries, uh, that they have a sustainable business model. Uh, and 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 from from your perspective, how, how have these companies fared uh, through the pandemic? It, it, it's, it, it, is, is it almost a case where you know, people might think that 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 these companies might struggle, uh, and 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 in, and in fact, in many ways, the, the the strength of these brands and the strength of these businesses has even been uh, enhanced by by what's been happening with the pandemic. Yes, I think that. that that second point is is true. The uh, uh, the stability of these types of businesses has been thrown into relief against the, those industries that are really suffering at the moment. And, and unfortunately, many of those industries were at the epicenter of fundamental change anyway. If you if you look at uh, the retailing sector, obviously dramatically impacted by a, 
uh, fallen footfall, uh, but was also being disintermediated by uh, on online retailers. So a sort of a, a double whammy there. Um, yeah. We tend to sit higher than that. We don't really have that much exposure to those sorts of companies. We invest in, in companies that, that make the, the products that are branded, uh, and these can be within the food industry, uh, and that's obviously been a very stable area. Um, in fact, some of the sort of indulgent food products like ice cream have, have seen a dramatic um, uptick as, as people have, have been um, essentially finding comfort in indulgent foods. And uh, other sorts of brands that we invest in, they are now being sold direct to the consumer uh, over the Internet uh, as opposed to through retail outlets. So they've circumvented much of the the really substantial impact of, of COVID-19 and will probably continue to, to do so. And then uh, across the piece, um, we have uh, exposure to a number of, of high intellectual property industrial companies and pharmaceutical companies. And for the most part, they've all tended to be uh, really very stable. Uh, and part of this is that many of them sell to Southeast Asia and Southeast Asia still appears to have dealt really very well with COVID-19. Not many of them are dramatically exposed to uh, Europe itself. Well, I, I can tell you, Dominic, one of, one of the reasons why I, I, I like to do a podcast instead of uh, something on video is uh, I've been one of those consumer of those indulgent uh, goods. But if, uh, if I could indulge you, because uh, we, we, we don't get the opportunity to connect as, as, as much as I'd like, uh, so, so we'll go a little bit longer with this. Because uh, we were talking earlier, and, and, and I know, uh, you know, the focus from a health perspective has been on COVID-19. Uh, but you, for a very long time, uh, have looked at other health crises, so to speak, uh, that, that, are, that, that are trends all, all around the world, and, and particularly diabetes. And, and we were speaking earlier about some of the interesting connections between diabetes and, and covid uh, and, 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 and from a different perspective, just that, that, that diabetes is, is, is a comorbid, creates the, the, the comorbidity issues with COVID. But, but maybe you could talk about the, some, some of the research that, that, that you, you, you've seen around uh, diabetes and, and, and COVID-19 or diabetes and just general health. Yes, it's, it's fascinating. So uh, I think there's a, a general consensus of opinion that we're, we're getting heavier um, pretty much everywhere globally. And we think this is very related to the uh, huge uptick, the huge growth that we've seen within diabetes. The, the two are intimately connected. And the initial um, health problem that people suffer from is called metabolic syndrome. It basically means that, that uh, their metabolism uh, is suffering in one way, shape or form. And uh, one of the uh, – and we think there's a huge cas cascade of, of different – illnesses, many of them considered to be um, the illnesses of, of modern civilization, if, if you will, that come from metabolic syndrome. But one of, one of the areas that um, is fascinating is that the, the level of obesity is creeping up. And it, it, it would appear that COVID-19 <coughs> actually gains access to the body's cells uh, using a hormone that's expressed by fat. So fat is not dormant, it's actually an active organ 
So the, the more fat in the body, um, the, the more of this hormone is expressed uh, and the easier it is for COVID-19 to get access on, on a cellular basis, which is it's quite scary and quite remarkable yeah. as well at the same time. This sort of adaptation to um, a, a sort of changing health profile within the human population uh, appears to be a precursor to, to uh, this pandemic. So we're watching this very carefully. And as you say, we, we've invested in diabetes care, but the, the company that we've invested in, Nova Nordisk, has understood this connection between uh, the, these different uh, um, pathologies and it's been attacking uh, di- um, obesity as well as diabetes. So, you know, we hope that it, it's helping. Um, it, it's a, a terrible thing to see what's developing, but, but if something productive comes out of it and there's a commercial aspect to it, then um, all well and good, I suppose. Yes, and uh, again, really uh, always, always interesting catching up with you and, and you know, just a, I, again, an example. Uh, one of the things I love about uh, uh, bringing this podcast to, uh, to Canadians uh, is the, the opportunity to introduce them to investment professionals such as yourself. And, 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 and I think the hallmark of, of great investors is, uh, is what I characterize as an intellectual curiosity. Uh, that you're always out looking and reading and, and trying to identify uh, things that are going to change the world and that you need to get in front of from a, an investment perspective. So uh, you're, uh, you're, you're one of the most curious people uh, I, I've ever met, so it's, uh, it, it's great to have you on uh, uh, in the midst of everything that's going on here in 2020. So Dominic, I hope you and your family are, uh, are healthy and well, and I really want to thank you for your time today. Thank you very much, Dave, and and, uh, the same to you and your family. Thank you.